All You Need to Know is brought to you by no one. No one at all. Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and Isaac Bayer. It would have been a perfect fit for a cold open. We wasted it, I think. So what Isaac is talking about right there, uh, about how we wasted the cold bit, will now uh, take the defibrillators and revive the old the the bit that happened just before we started recording, uh, because we are recording this on Halloween night. So uh, hopefully everybody had a nice Halloween. Uh, whenever this episode comes out, of course, it'll be November, so everybody will be taking down their fall and Halloween decorations, throwing up their Christmas trees and their Santa Clauses and things like that. Uh, but we were still kind of in the Halloween spirit, the Halloween mood, uh, whenever we recorded this episode, especially I, because I, every Halloween, watch The Shining. And so I told Isaac, hey, I can't start until this time. Now, I usually work late, so Isaac just assumed that I was working uh, until that time. He sent me a message before we started recording, just to give you a little bit of an insight onto how this happened. He said, hey... Uh, let's get going now. And I and I just sent him about to finish the movie uh, and then we'll get going. Now, that, of course, struck a, a chord, a wrong chord with Isaac, thinking that I was maybe doing something that was, you know, actually required of me to put aside this hour before we could start the podcast. Now, since since we kind of talked through it, you've kind of understood where I was coming from. It's an annual tradition. I watched it on Halloween. I also needed to uh, record the podcast for the people that are getting up and commuting tomorrow, right? Otherwise, we were going to release the, the the episode around, I don't know, 12, 1 o'clock tomorrow, probably. So we're doing what are you this. What talking about? We would have recorded the episode for this week uh, and released it after. The I thought it was Monday today. Usually, yeah, no. So today's, today's I thought Tuesday. it was Monday, but today is Tuesday. Yeah, a little bit of a crunch. But anyways, people didn't really need to know that. Um, And this is all you need to know. So let's keep all those things that people didn't need to know out of the podcast and instead bring to the podcast everything that people do need to know. One of those things that would right. be good to know is that DJ is yeah. not here and Isaac... Imagine that! Well, He's it's not, not here. Happy not Halloween, DJ. He's trick-or-treating. It's not DJ it's not is a fault. grown man in his late 20s with a job, or so he says, and he is out trick-or-treating tonight. I, I don't know the validity of Suburbs. that. Suburbs. Uh, but... I know that it was mainly my fault. Again, last week was my fault of scheduling conflict. Uh, I went to a hockey game, and this week, uh, another scheduling conflict by me because I thought that I wasn't going to be able to record on Halloween night, and now here we are. So, Because he went to a Tennessee Titans football game. We don't know where he's getting the money, by the way. Uh, well, it's funny that you mentioned money because that is part of today's, actually the big picture of today's episode. And let's go hey. ahead and get right into it. Let's skip all I hate the to say intro. That. Let's let's the get long you... intro is the most interesting part of this episode. I disagree because we I'm have to calling get into it now. today's topic. This is episode 287. Today's topic everything is expensive. Leave so, it to oh, AY2K. Sure. To remind man struggling with debt with rent with cost of living uh leave it to a one two k to remind a man that hey you're listening to this podcast to be distracted and we're here to remind you that you are still having problems that you're struggling 
That's and, and that's we're here a, to talk about your problems. That's a fair point, a fair criticism of today's episode. I will say all he needs to know is free. So no one's paying for this except for me, uh, basically. So I, I'm losing a ton of money, right? But other people hopefully are benefiting from my loss of a ton of money. And I think we can all relate to a loss of a ton of money thanks to the financial climate that we're living in today. Now, because you often can get fired up about specific topics, uh, you can start to yell. And let me just go ahead and warn you, if you are going to choose to yell, please try to yell away from your microphone or at least back your face away from your microphone. That would be good. Microphone is as far from me as I am. at Look, I'm sitting. I see. With the chair normal and the microphone is all the way up and extended backwards. It can't, I can't, unless you're, you're going to sit in the back of the room. No, I think your voice just carries sometimes. Uh, and, and anybody that's listened to you on the All You Need to Know podcast knows that if Isaac's on, the audio is going to peak at, at some point uh, during the during the recording. And that's a fair thing to say. That's it's a fair thing. thing. It is your thing. me for that. And so I, whether this be a great idea or a bad idea, am inviting you to get fired up because basically I'm just here to kind of present the facts and I would like for you to react and even explain some of these things. So you're, you're in no means an expert, right? In finances. I would say that you're doing, you're doing well, but you didn't go to school or anything like that to explain some of these, these things. You actually even didn't want to talk about this topic tonight. I think this topic is, I think it's uh, disrespectful to the listeners of this podcast who are undoubtedly middle class, upper or lower, uh, who are being affected by this the most. Sure. And I will say, again, fair criticism. However, with podcasts, you can choose to listen and you can choose to turn it off. So we might be presenting an episode today where, hey, uh, I would actually like to hear what they have to say about this because I agree. Everything is expensive. Then you might have some people that are struggling to pay the bills and, you know, they maybe just had to sell their car. They're like, I don't want to hear about them talk about that because trust me, I know everything is expensive. There are two different parties here of the demographics that probably are listening to our podcast. So I will recognize that and preface this entire episode by realizing that hey, this might be a divisive topic or at least a topic where some people are going to tune in, some people are going to decide to take a pass. We decided to take a pass last week, didn't even release an episode. Hopefully people caught up on whatever it is that they wanted to you know, catch up on with all you need to know. Uh, but now we're back, we're choosing this topic and we're going to dive right in. So do you want to explain or give any sort of bona fides uh, as far as like how much information like have you taken a financial class uh are you good at investing you know right. what are some of those things that are going to have people listen to sure. what you have to say and be like you know what this guy knows what he's talking about yeah i can i can give a little bit of a foundation here basically you'll you you have i taken any financial classes no do i have uh financial literacy yeah more than the average person, I would say no. And I think that's the reason why I'm completely authorized to talk about this, because I'm the same as everybody else. Oh, I see. What I'm going through is what you're going through. Yes. Now, thanks to the 
influence and power of the AY2K podcast, I can stand here on a platform and speak what you're thinking yes. to the masses, which is all it's mostly a cycle where what you're thinking is what I'm thinking, and I'm saying which the next guy's thinking, which is also what I'm saying, and so on and so forth. But you you make a good point because people are are basically if they want to hear about finances, they can only hear about people or hear from people that think they know everything, right? You're Dave Ramsey's, you're uh Jim Kramer's, right? Is that is that his name? Mad Money? <laughs> oh, Mad Money. Yeah, no, I think that is I his think name. that's also, his name. At, hey, and, and but hey, let's give a little respect where it's due because Dave Ramsey is pretty good and he's not focused on investments. He's mostly focused on getting you out of debt, getting you on your feet when sure. you're like in a hundred thousand dollars of credit card debt, you know, so, he's here to put lives back together. Yes. Not trying to slander Dave Ramsey. It's However, app. some people might listen to him and say, wow, easy for you to tell me how to spend my money whenever you've got, you know, however many millions of dollars. Right. So this is an interesting uh, situation where, Hey, you, this is, this is us. We're talking about, things being expensive because things are expensive and it's affecting us. And with that being said, I want to open up the first talking point. I've got probably, I think, five talking points here, some statistics that might be interesting to hear about. And then we'll wrap it yeah, up. I'd with like two, to start with, off with a, with two questions at the end. So sure. I'd like to start with the first talking point. We'll okay, shave well, down the other five to, to do a quick first one. We'll make it fast. Okay. Let's, let's make it fast. I, I, I will allow it. Yeah. All right. The first talking point is Quinine. What's it like? working uh, at home uh, flexible hours uh, in a penthouse suite in downtown Nashville uh, uh, in the current economic environment. I, I would say that that's not a realistic uh, picture that you're painting of uh, my current situation. Um, I am living in an apartment in Nashville. Uh, and Down, it, it a does, high rise in downtown Nashville? It, it is in the downtown area. I will say that I I am living in the building. Yes, that is technically considered a high rise, but I'm not very high on the high rise. I'm kind of in the low part of the high rise. I'm a low riser, right? So I don't know if that's, you know, that's accurate things. Plus, listen, everything's expensive. That kind of rolls into like, hey, what was I thinking living here, right? Because everything is expensive here. So I, I appreciate the, uh, the jab, if you will. Um, but to kind of flip onto that because I know that people want to hear from you more about this. I do want to oh, start with so. I do want to start with one point and it's this interest rates. If I'm being honest, I don't understand them. Your thoughts. You're asking me what are my thoughts about interest rates? Well, you could either give me your your interest rates uh thoughts or you could give me your thoughts on how I don't understand them. Okay, I think uh, not having a basic understanding of interest rates is probably dangerous. Uh, and I hope, although I do hope, I am not confident that this does not say a lot about uh, our generation and the generations um, that are younger than us. I fear for that in that way. But I think, um, you know, I do think that is a dangerous attitude not to have an understanding of interest rates because there are good interest rates and bad Interest rates and, you know, poverty and wealth can can rest delicately on the balance, depending on, sure. you know, what they are and when you strike. Whenever 
whenever I think of an interest rate, I think of whenever you go see a movie and someone says, what was your interest rate in that movie? And I would say, ah, you know, I was, I was probably 85% interested. Like that's my idea of an interest rate. So, uh, taking... I wouldn't expect anything less from somebody who, who, you know, writes, who writes at flexible hours, Okay, you know, and, and, from various and it, times. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say my I wouldn't say my luxury of my work thing. schedule is flexible considering I am working from a set time to a set time. So that's oh, not, did I, you I, start a movie an hour before you got off? I have today? I have a I have a flexible uh flexible ability, right? Because I am working from home. That gives me more time in my day because I don't have to commute. Right. When's the but, last time you dressed up? Oh for your job. I, me, me getting ready for work is throwing on a pair of athletic shorts and a sweatshirt or a t-shirt. It is That's amazing. I will, I will That's say it. it is very nice. But interest rates, any more Didn't thoughts before we need to move on? I think that you bringing up the movie interest rate, uh, it's a little bit tone deaf, I could say, uh, considering that buying a home uh, is is the worst at the worst rate it's been in decades. Oh, and let's I think worse. Let's not worse get ahead of ourselves there okay? oh. because because that might come up in a little bit but on that note kind of uh, i do want to bring up that uh currently in 2023 uh the year we're living in the average price of, of a car is at an all-time high right forty seven thousand dollars for your average Just car a reminder yeah so a new car uh a new car buying not a, a new used car. car yeah which who's I mean, buying a new car not Name not anybody that person you can think of who do you know in your not not anyone that that's smart is buying a brand new car. But I do want to point out that the average price of a car in 2023 is $47,000. In the 1970s, the medium home price, the, the the price that you would pay for a home was between $23,000 and $55,000. So, in the 70s? Yes. So What are you doing? I'm just... You're I'm just, comparing apples and oranges. I'm just kind of throwing out some ideas, right? Because... Because those those prices were probably similar. It's just one generation's length away, basically. Of hey, I bought a home for the price that now you're buying a car for. Generation, you're out of your mind. And you know what? You're going to show up to this podcast and start and start formulating uh, misinformation. First of all, our parents were born in the late '60s, I, early '70s. They weren't buying houses. All right. Our grandparents might have been buying a house in the 70s. Just, and you're just talking $22,000, not accounting for the rise of in inflation of the dollar, not yes. even making a comparison. You didn't even crunch the math and do a calculator. But I do want to point out that there is sort of a, 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 a point of contention between, you know, our elders and the uh, younger people that are coming out right now just out of college, maybe even high school, where... Uh, I've seen a lot of things online where people are upset. They say, hey, uh, all these older people are acting like they know what they're doing with their money when they just bought a house in the 70s and now they can sell it for, I don't know, 10 times what it was worth whenever they bought it, right? And they didn't do anything to it. It's still got the shag carpet, the popcorn ceilings, you know, all those that. wood panels, that kind I of thing. I love that. Yeah. Some linoleum. Yes. Tons of linoleum. And lots of popcorn ceilings. Got to have a textured ceiling if you're uh, building a house in, I guess, the 60s or the 70s. But I was just bringing that up, right? No one should buy a, a brand new car. That would be dumb because of the, the price drop off. As soon as you drive it off the lot, everybody's heard that. It drops, what, 30%, something like that. You're not going to ever get that much money out of that car. Now, even buying a used car, though, the prices are very high. Uh, so 
I mean, just thinking of that, like people need cars. There's not necessarily in the United States outside of some of the bigger cities, public transportation that would be able to support people going to and from their job. Uh, and that's, of course, important for the economy is, is having people work. So everyone's dependent on a car. And so you have to buy it at some point. It's not even an option. Most people have to buy a car, whether it be, you know, a nicer one or one that literally just gets them from point A to point B. Now, it's I mean, that's a good point. There's a lot of. There's a lot of contention between American cities and European cities because European cities have, um, I think, historically had better walking scenarios, better walking environments, better public transportation opportunities and environments. Uh, and I think that plays a big role, you know, for somebody like you, if you had an office, that'd be perfect. You could just take your elevator down from the high rise and walk in downtown Nashville to the office. You don't have to, you know, you don't live out of town. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to drive 20 minutes into work. Right. And but not, that's not just going to play into the conversation about, well, you can't live downtown because the housing is too expensive. Sure. You have to live in the burbs and then buy a car to drive out of the burbs into the city, you know? Yes. And so there is a lot of that. And I are heard you, you a victim of success? I heard you say the word big earlier, and that makes me want to transition to our next point, which is a little bit lighter, right? Uh, not 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 necessarily lighter on the waistband uh, or the pocket, but it is conversationally a little bit lighter than what we were just talking about. Now, I do want to mention that a Big Mac meal, this has gone viral recently, is selling. A Big Mac meal at McDonald's is selling for $18 uh, in California because the state decided to raise the minimum wage there. And to counteract that, McDonald's raised their prices. $18 for a Big Mac meal. That's just a Big Mac, traditional Big Mac, fries, and a drink. Your thoughts? I don't want to get out of pocket here. I don't want to get political. We try to avoid the politics here on AY. We do. We really but, do. But I'll just say this. Um, raising the minimum wage increased the price of consumer goods uh, proportionally to the increase in the wage. I cannot imagine. It's unfathomable that that was a logical next step. Who could have predicted it? Certainly not the average layman. $15 for a Big Mac meal? I think you're out of your mind. First of all, get the Big Mac at McDonald's. Not the biggest fan. I think you're probably better off with a, if you're really hungry, a double quarter pounder. And I think you're, I think you, I think you're feeling pretty bad after that. I think you're feeling pretty unhealthy after that. So but what I don't I'm think the Big Mac meal is the way to go. What I'm taking away from from your answer there is, uh, you know, disregarding minimum wage and whether or not it should be raised or kept at it as it is, is that the Big Mac's overrated. I agree. You know, I had a Big Mac a couple times and I never went back. You know, I, I started going to Wendy's and getting chicken sandwiches because I was tired of McDonald's burgers. I, I'm with you there. I, I don't get the, the hype around the Big Mac. I do think the name does it a favor because it makes you think that it's a bigger deal than it actually is. Uh, when in all reality, uh, if you're paying $18 for a Big Mac meal, like, you know, what are you doing? Like, let, let's maybe something. Let's maybe go it's buy here. some ground yeah. beef yourself at the grocery, well, make a burger. I mean, that's a and good call point. it a day. Now, is that costing more, though? Is buying a pound of ground beef, 
buying the buns we'll and, the, get, and the ingredients. We'll get to that in just Now, here's the real a question, second. though, because I'll, I'll go ahead and stop you right there. Here's the real question is, what's the international political significance of the McRib? Saw so a tweet the other day, and we I know, know the tweet you're talking I know you know I, what I'm about to, to say. To yeah. The tweet said, and I think it was early October, the first week of October, the tweet said, the return of the McRib, something along the lines of the McRib returning always signifies some like grievous international event. Like it's always precedes something bad happening. Right. At the end of the first week of October, uh, the the Hamas just, launched yeah, a let's terrorist just, let's attack. Just, let's just say that things. Israel. Yes. So some serious. Uh, a terrorist attack in the Middle East. Foreign things happened. Yes. And so the Big Mac or not the Big Mac, the McRib is being blamed. Uh, for that and it is odd I'm blaming because, the McRib. and it you is odd one? i i have the only time i've had Never a McRib had is whenever uh i said you know what i'm i've got to drive 30 minutes i'm gonna get a McRib and see if i can eat it on the way worst decision i've ever made in my entire life but i will say that happened to you yes uh you attacked which, the toilet right and let's be careful with with uh with making jokes around that kind that this this kind of conversation but i will say that the McRib wasn't supposed to come back it was supposed to be done. I mean, they said last time, last time it was it was gone. They said that was it. Uh, we even a wine two K even did an ode to the McRib because we were like, oh, it's it's gone forever. Uh, but now it's back. And yes, it might have. Uh, I don't think it was the reason that things happened. Uh, but it is odd the timing of it because it has happened multiple times throughout history where the McRib comes back and then a horrible event happens. But speaking of horrible events, everything is expensive. Right. I mean, everything right now is expensive and a new study revealed. And I feel like we're getting very official here. A new study revealed that renting is actually cheaper than buying a home right now in 2023. A study from Redfin found that buying a home is only cheaper than renting in four U.S. cities, Detroit, Philadelphia, Cleveland and Houston. So you've got some of those areas where, yes, you're still probably better off buying a home but at the end of the day some people are saying hey i'm just gonna rent uh and i and a lot of people are being uh, polled now i've never been asked to be a part of a poll i would love to be a part of a poll but people apparently are asked to be parts of polls and a recent poll said that i think it was over 50 percent of people just said hey i'm just gonna rent because i would never be able to afford a home do you need me to am i supposed to get my my thoughts on the yeah, 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 yeah. If if you've got if you got some, or you could just be like, man, yeah, that's true. I think that rental, I think rent, monthly rent prices are also at an all time high. Uh, I think they're barely affordable. I think they're on the on the verge in almost every capacity of being unaffordable. I think a mortgage price is probably across the threshold of unaffordable, but the difference is with the mortgage you're owning your home. I think people are like, oh, what a what a doofus you are for paying a mortgage. And and I'm sitting here like, brother, I'm creating equity. Like this is ownership. If right. so anytime if anybody ever comes at you for saying, oh, look at you, doofus, paying twice my rent for a mortgage, just ask them why they don't lease a car. And if they do lease their car, can you know Hey, a vast on that conversation because there's no point in having a discourse with them. Right. 
And very well said, because like you said, if you are trying to uh, pay a mortgage to own a home, you are kind of, even even if it's very slowly chiseling away, uh, you are getting to the point where you would own the asset. Even if you don't pay off the entire mortgage, it is possible to sell your home uh, and make and make money or at least make the money back that you were paying on your mortgage. So I do I, understand that. I, that's Go true. Ahead. I do think, however, I did see something and I can't, and this is all, obviously these aren't hard numbers, but is I did, this, I is did reckless? Seeing... Is this reckless to say what you're about to say? No, 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 no. It's, it's along this, it's a long truthful lines. It's not exaggeration, but with, because of the prices being so high and because of the interest rates being so high, the, of course, you know, they'll give you the lump sum. You start paying the interest before you start paying the principal, I believe is how that works. And so I think for an average home in the U.S., I think you're paying, I how oh, I don't know, I don't even want to say it. It's a, it's a significant, it's years of mortgage payments before you even crack ground on the principal payment. So, you know, as we were talking about interest rates, you're, it's definitely, if you can hold on to what you've got, do it. You know what I'm saying? Now's not the time. Right. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the classic Tom Hanks movie, Money Pit, but sometimes buying a home. Money you Ball. Get, well, Money it's Ball Brad Pitt. is Brad Pitt. I'm talking Tom Hanks Money Pit, where they buy a home, things keep going wrong, right? They're having to pay to fix things. They're having to pay to do this, to do that. And so buying a home is, uh, you know, of course, I would argue is what some people say is the American dream, right? You you buy a home, you have kids, you know, you have a car, you know, that that whole thing. But sometimes whenever you buy a home, it feels like you're always just like, oh, here's money, here's money, here's money, here's money. Oh, this broke, here's money. Here's How would you know oh. that? Huh? I, I don't. authority do you say that? Just, just from, you know, observing, from personal experience, there's always something, right? You've heard that phrase before. There's always something to pay for. Your um, internet for you. Exactly. Yes. And I don't know why we have to keep getting specific about uh, my personal finances, because I do feel like for the most part, we've been speaking in generalities. And I do want to move on to that next generality, shrinkflation, right? So we kind of touched on this earlier. Oh, you said, my God. You said something about inflation. You said something about, is it really better to buy a, a, a pound of ground beef and cook your own burger? Now, let me tell you, food and groceries are more expensive than they've ever been, and consumers are actually getting less of it. Chip bags have never been more empty. The only place yeah. where shrinkflation seems to not be affecting is Applebee's with their dollar margaritas. Your thoughts? Oh, my gosh. And you know what I heard? I heard that they cut you off. I heard they limit you. I heard it's a, it's a hidden uh, regulation where I think it's like five or six, and they're like, hey, glad you enjoyed. We can't give you any more. They got to make money somehow too, you know? Applebee's, yeah. they're, they're, they're trying to bring you in with a dollar margaritas. I hate that we're talking about Applebee's again, as if to make a bad conversation worse. Right. But I have uh, let, me, consistently... let me go ahead and stop you right there. Okay. I went to Taco Bell a couple weeks ago. I got a crunch wrap supreme. You know how that works. Oh, yeah. Love those. A bit of meat, a bit of a tostada, some veg and sauce. No meat. All veg, sauce, and tostada. Wrapped up in a tortilla. And I said, I paid, I mean, it was cheap. Admittedly, it was a little cheap. That's why I got it. But I expected some protein in a Crunchwrap Supreme. And there was maybe just enough to where you nothing. couldn't. Nothing. I don't even know if I tasted it. I mean, I'm sure there was some in there, but I was just like snacking on it. And I was so I was so put off by mm -hmm. how thin it was. It was it was probably like 30% lettuce, 30% mayo, 
30%, you know, tomato. And then there was probably like a, probably like a, like a, like an 8% tostada and tortilla and then like sure. a 2% meat. I've been yeah. making them at home. I've been buying ground beef. I've been buying veggies. I've been buying the ingredients. I've been making them at home, two inches thick, eating two of them and passing out because they're so full of, right. of food. And that's that's shrinkflation right there for you, right? You're going to Taco Bell now. You're talking about the taste that you experience at Taco Bell. That's not really the place that you should go to experience fine culinary tastes. Um, I heard, I think, on a TV show recently, uh, if you want the spice, you pay the price at Taco Bell. So, and that's that's a double meaning, I think. But I I do think that it is kind of crazy to to like we were talking about earlier, a Big Mac, eighteen dollars. That's not worth it, right? But then you try, you say you're saying you're going home or you're going to the grocery, you're buying stuff for your own crunch wraps. Um, even that that would normally, it seems like that would have normally saved you a lot of money. However, you go up to the checkout counter. And you put up a pound of ground beef, a bag of lettuce, a tomato, uh, some tortillas, some sour cream, and they say that would be that would be sixty two dollars. And you say, how is this? How is this sixty two dollars? That's that's usually how you know, I react. You know the most expensive part of it all. This is going to blow your mind. What's that? I've done this because I've seen it. It's buying a bottle of chipotle mayonnaise, a spicy mm. mayonnaise sauce. Over ten dollars. Yeah, you know the bottles of ketchup. I'm not talking the family size, but I'm talking like the small one you might see, like eight per bucks. table. Eight bucks. Yeah, and and the Chipotle mayo's maybe less than fifteen, but give me a break if you think I'm thinking I should be paying more than ten dollars in the first place. It's it's really a a very slippery slope whenever it comes to trying to figure out if you're better off, you know, going and just getting a, a really you know mediocre crunch wrapper, trying to make one yourself. Here's my advice. Go Here's ahead. my advice: is if you have the means to to think about it like starting a business, you got to have some overhead. But once you have the overhead, you have the means to make the money. It goes the same with groceries. When it comes to spices and ingredients, you say, "Oh man, I got to." It's a little bit pricey because I got to buy this ingredient. I got to buy this spice, right? Yep. But generally you can hold on to those until you use them and you don't have to buy every ingredient every time you go to the grocery and you could start making meals, you know, that are, it's going to be in the long term, I think cheaper making it at home than going out and eating it every time because you're pulling from the stuff you already bought, making right. the same kind of things, refilling but, occasionally. And, and that is the, the tricky part of that is you say, man, I would like to try this new recipe, but then I would have to be, I would be forced to buy a bottle of Italian dressing, and I simply can't afford that right now. That's the situation that it feels like we're in. So uh, speaking of another situation that a lot of people are in, the average college graduate faces over $30,000 in student loan debt. So many economists are complaining that kids are moving back in with their parents after college. I don't know who would do that, but they're saying that, hey, why, why, would, why would a person that just got a degree, they went to school for four years, got a degree, why would they move back in with their parents? Well, it's because they're facing an overwhelming amount of student loan debt with high interest rates to be paid on. Of course, those were paused for a little bit, but it does seem like those have resumed. So that's another thing that's looming over a lot of people is, you know what, I I am trying to buy a house. Uh, I am trying to buy groceries, but then I also have to pay for this degree that actually probably didn't help me get the job that I have. It's hard to meet. It's hard to 
you know, kind of find the difference. It's hard to make those ends meet between your education and your job. Um, that's true. I will say not a lot of people know this, but it's a very it's a very true statement. The government, though, it's kind of on the fence as far as the for student loan forgiveness. There's a lot of programs for like student loan aid. I'm not shilling for the federal government as far as student loans go, but I'm saying people that just say, oh, student loan, this student loan, that and probably. And let me ask you, did you do you know anything about the any kind of federal aid programs that help to like reduce or like and like kind of like cut that up a little bit? I, I have looked into those programs, not for myself, uh, but to help other people that I know. And those are there. And as hell, you know, whether or not they're helpful or not, um, I can't say, you Is know, it, for are me, you, are I you kind worked of... for the government for a few years and they have paid not only for my tuition and my books, but also for my housing. So I would say to you, uh, you know, work for your government first. Okay learn to be a responsible adult with a common sense life experience and then go yep. to college. Or, I hate to say it, and, and but I got to say it. You'll probably make fun of me for saying this or I'll probably do it. Be a student athlete in college uh, in order yeah, to help have your, college, have your college paid for. Now, I know you think that student athlete, the athlete part on that title is a little bit of a stretch for me. Uh, I won't argue uh, against that just because we don't have the time. But to finish this episode, I've got two questions for you, right? One, how can people, we, we've we've just kind of doom and gloomed, it seems like this entire time. How can one save money in a time like this? Uh, you're going to want to, your first thing you want to do is stick to generic brand when you go to the grocery. Now, this mm. is not a, it's not a blanket rule. Uh, for example, peanut butter. If I'm buying great value peanut butter, it's not me. Shoot me in the parking lot. Gotcha. I'm buying Jif. So there are certain things you want to, you want to, you want to, you could probably Peter make Pan. an exclusion for. I'm going to act like you didn't say that though. Okay. But and in general, you want to stick a generic brand is not only cheap, but it tastes exactly the same. I agree. I feel very frugal. Okay. And I get their membership card and I get some deals. I go down to the Safeway. I'm not going to Walmart. I'm going to the Safeway. I'm getting deals. And it's cutting back on it even more. It's a right. self. It feeds itself. You know? I go I go to Publix. They have BOGOs almost every time that I yes. go. And yes. sometimes the BOGOs go for determine, the deals. Sometimes the BOGOs determine what I'm having for dinner that week. Exactly. I say, looks like looks like I'm having Progresso soup. Looks like I'm having Progresso soup three nights yeah. this week. Thanks a lot. Because Publix. I'm going to a hockey game and an NFL game in the same week. That's what you said. To right. Yourself. And and. Again, I, I don't know why we're bringing my personal finances into this situation. Uh, you are hyping up the fact that uh, maybe I, I have some sort of very uh, luxurious lifestyle. That is simply not the case. Um, we can talk off off podcast about some of the, the specifics on how I got those tickets. But instead of talking about that, I will end with this. We've talked about adulthood before. We even uh, had an episode titled Adulting. Uh, where we had a couple of different perspectives on it. Uh, is it an over-exaggeration to say now's the worst time to be entering into adulthood? I would say worst with no with no kind of criteria on that. Is that what you're is that what you're saying? It's probably an over-exaggeration, but why do people uh, of our age or younger say, man, it feels like this is the worst time that I could have become an adult? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely because this is the probably the second worst economic period 
we've seen in in a hundred years. First of that, wow. I think is the Great Depression. I think the second worst is probably, unless I'm missing something drastic here, uh, off the heels of the Great Depression was a couple wars, which kind of revitalized us. Um, and then, of course, we had the uh, the big recession in 08, and this is far worse than the recession yeah, in 08. It I was, just hasn't collapsed on us yet. I was but just luckily, eating fruit snacks everybody, in 2008, so I, I don't really that's know. That's true. Luckily for us, another war just started. We're going to be in definitely taking part in that. The war machine is going to be turning. I don't know if you looked, but all of like the big eight um, kind of armament stocks uh, on the day that the so well you know the, that shall not be named happened sure. uh, skyrocketed. Economy boosted a lot with the war stocks, and as we know, war is money and it's work, and we're looking. Blood pays for our economy, and, you know. And, so we're and, looking on the up and up now. And I appreciate your information on the on the matter, uh, but I will end the podcast by saying, "War, what is it good for?" You know, absolutely not. Lockheed and Martin. Well, okay, stockholders for Lockheed and Martin, possibly. All right. Well, hey, I don't know if people were listening to this episode and said, "What the hell was that?" They wanted to listen. They wanted to tune in and say, uh, "I'm I'm supposed yeah. to laugh." I mean, I laughed a little bit in this episode, but I feel I feel like I learned way too much. Uh, to that, yeah. we say. Sorry, right? Oopsie. It was a Quinn's idea. I tried to change it a couple of times. Uh, So maybe you learned something, and that's completely shocking. Might be the first time in the history of All You Need to Know. But that's going to do it for this episode of AYN2K. My name is Quinn Eaton. My name is Bear. And this has been All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.